Alternative Radio. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Ken Mack and Coach JV Show. The future of finance is here. Prepare for freedom. Get ready to swallow the red pill because every week we're bringing you cutting edge, real, uncut, raw truths about finance in the world that you think you know to help you prepare for the biggest shift in generational wealth the world has ever seen. Warriors, rise. Get your shit together. Let's go. Let's go. Warriors, rise. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Coach JV and Ken Mack. Ken Mack, how you doing, brother? I'm great, man. I'm great. It's, uh, it's nice to be here with you all, and I'm looking forward to another great session. How are you, my friend? Doing good, man. Doing good. Having fun, enjoying this wonderful life that we're living out here in the freedom world. <laughs> Very excited, man. Also, if, yeah, if you are in the Red Pill Boot Camp, we're going to be launching at 10 o'clock. Uh, the email should have, you should have gotten your email with your uh, private link to get into the Red Pill Boot Camp. And just so you know, if you're interested in getting into the Red Pill Boot Camp, as soon as we complete, we only have two weeks left of the Red Pill Boot Camp. This will be uh, packaged up into a four-week course, and then you can actually go through it self-paced, which will be exciting. So it was a really exciting boot camp that we launched um, right now it'll be closed out. And then when, once you launch it four weeks from now, you'll be able to go through. So we talked about what is the matrix, how to break free from the matrix. And today we're going to talk about money flow and the system. And today we're going to talk about how can you become a millionaire during a pandemic or a crisis? It, the fact is more millionaires are made during crises than in history. So we're going to show you a few things. Uh, we're going to talk about the tools and techniques that we're doing, um, tactical in type of these crises, but I want you to think about what's happening for the last, let's let's go back 16 years, and I'm gonna show you a few videos out here. Let's go back 16 years. You didn't even have a smartphone, Warriors, which is crazy. Think about how much life has changed in 16 years. We had MySpace back then, and we got Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, uh, Twitter. We got all these social media platforms. Everybody's fighting for vying for energy, vibration, all these things happening, and companies are changing as you know it. And since 2020, when we all got locked down, our lives have completely and radically changed. I've done more Zoom calls since the pandemic than I've ever done in my life. I have spent about three to five hours a day on Zoom calls, connecting with people all over the world. Our business actually, it took us global with the pandemic. It was the best thing ever happened to us. As everybody was looking this way, we decided to shift this way 
and we went with the flow. And so I'm going to show you a few things around why they say not to let a good pandemic go to waste. And whether you believe it or not, or whatever side you're on, and it doesn't matter. What we do know is during crises, some of the wealthiest people are made and the more millionaires are made during crisis because it's the time of biggest change. And often crises happen when there's need for a massive global change or whoever's trying to make the change happen, right? So remember, problem, reaction, solution. Whoever creates the problem gets the reaction out of the people, comes up with the solution. So it's usually the person that creates the problem that comes up with the solution. And the person who created the problem and came up with the solution becomes the wealthiest person. So if you can kind of pull yourself up out of the noise and look down and say, okay, here's what's happening. Here's where we're moving. There's been signs, symbols, and wonders for a very long time sharing with you where we're heading. So things to think about, some key triggers out there is the Paris Agreement, right? Right when President Biden went back into office, or right into office, excuse me, took office, the first thing he did immediately was to put us right into the Paris Agreement. That was my first trigger, my first target. I was like, okay, Paris Agreement. What is a Paris Agreement? You got the Crypto Climate Accord, right? So you got zero carbon, gas, solar, wind there's all these narratives around technology bitcoin bitcoin mining there's a conference coming up with the um I, if you watch my youtube video this morning there's a uh, senate hearing coming up around energy and cryptocurrency right so what we're feeling in the market is some suppression right and so people are jumping out of cryptocurrency they're getting funded out of the market but you need to look long term at where we're really going right so there's the rails and then oh, excuse me there's a train and then there's the rails that are being built so i want to show you some quick videos over there and then i'll kick it over to ken and we'll just start the narrative around what are some of the things you can do and so i'm going to share with you here's the first thing that i do is i pay attention heavily to the narrative that's happening i listen to what they're saying not i listen to what they're saying and then i watch what they're doing so this is an interview let's go here so you can watch this yourself where it's at so this is bloomberg market and finance spotlight on the watson manor um rothschild's green estate okay key word so i'm very very specific on what i pay attention to so they're on a green estate home of the green festival so the rothschilds are heavily moving towards green zero carbon, right? Even the way that they grow food. Uh, we know that Bill Gates is buying up farmland all over. The, he's one of the biggest farmland owners in Arizona where we live here. Um, and so I want you to listen to what they say. We're just going to watch a short clip. I'd highly recommend you go watch this whole clip because you need to listen to the narratives they're talking about. These are some of the wealthiest people in the world, right? So if you can listen to what they're saying and you can pull yourself up to that 30,000 foot overview, you can start to make financial decisions or investments or buy land based on where they're heading, right? They'll say one thing and they'll usually do another. So let's listen to this first clip uh, and then we're going to watch a clip from Hillary Clinton and then I'm going to show you the vision of the World Economic Forum. So let's just listen to what they say and I want you to catch what she says right here. Way Corona has slightly, I'm afraid, eclipsed the importance of this conversation. No one's saying Corona isn't incredibly devastating, but actually, we do need to think long term about the planet. Yeah, I mean, it's a distraction, well, more than a distraction, it's a tragedy, but uh, it does have that knock on it. Did you see? Okay, so that was really quick. Did you see that? It's a distraction. Uh, 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 she laughs. It's more than a distraction. So they literally said it themselves. They kind of caught themselves there, a little giggle. It's a distraction, right? They're talking about the C word. And then he says it's a distraction. She giggles. When everybody's looking this way, warriors, there's a whole nother narrative happening this way. Now, He's we one ugly motherfucker. 
<laughs> it sure is, dude. Isn't it funny? I think him and Klaus Schwab's are, are uh, Jesus, twins. Man, so, the guy's so evil looking, isn't he? <laughs> There's a, let's talk about this lady right here. You ready? Listen to what she says, okay? Now watch when they say, okay, so one thing is, you know, I always try to teach the Warriors. I When I'm watching these speeches or I'm watching Jerome Powell, Okay, there's, there's energy centers in your body. You can call them chakras, whatever you want to call them. When you call them chakras, it kind of throws people off. But there are energy centers within our body, right? You have what's called the throat chakra, called a throat energy center, right? When people speak, watch when they say certain things, how they react. Did you see how he said that and she laughed? She got really uncomfortable because she's like, probably should you have said that? It's a distraction. And, uh, 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 well, it's more than a distraction, right? When you say something incorrect or you're lying about something, there's physiological reactions within your body. That's very important to understand. So watch what she says about not letting a good crisis go to waste. Uh, I'm very well aware that we are not yet through this economic crisis, but you know we we have the uh, the chief of staff for President Obama was is an old friend of of mine and my husband's and was in the White House when when Bill was there and. And he said, you know, uh, never waste a good crisis. And when it comes to the economic crisis, don't waste it when it, it can have a very positive impact on climate change and energy, secure, energy security. And that's what we're trying to do. Okay. Did you see? Let's watch that again. I want you to pay attention how she kind of changed it when she said it. She's like, watch how she changes a positive impact. She throws in the positive impact thing. But watch how she starts to stutter. She's very clear. Watch. Very positive impact on climate change and a good crisis. And when it comes to the economic crisis, don't waste it when it, it can have. So she paused. Don't waste. Uh, what am I saying? Listen, let me let me reverse this a little bit. A very positive impact on climate on. change. One more time. It is an old friend of, of mine and my husband's and was in the White House when when Bill was there. And and he said, you know, uh, never waste a good crisis. And when it comes to the economic crisis, don't waste it when it, it can have a very positive impact on climate change and energy, secure, energy security. And that's what we're trying to do. Okay. So don't she really fucked up there. She's, uh, she stumbled over her words and she's trying to um, regain her ground again. Yes. And they do that. So if you pay it like, for example, like uh, um, Jerome Powell, right? Jerome Powell, when he says things that he knows are very, very out of alignment with true human kindness or moving humans forward, is he <coughs> and he starts to like <coughs> just watch. So this is this is how obsessed I am with this word. <laughs> Call it an obsession. This is how I, obsession this is how I do my research. Well, let's take a look at the World Economic Forum. And we know that uh, he has it right in the background. There's Mr. Klaus Schwab right over. Uh, Ken's left shoulder there is, you know, if you look at this guy, 1971, he created the World Economic Forum. OK, <laughs> and then around August 1971, we detached from the gold standard. OK, I think I don't know if did that have anything to do with they were connected. Maybe America detaches from the gold standard. They put us in a and we're going to in the red pill boot camp. We're going to go deep into how the monetary system works, how money flows. Right. And it'll shock you. We're stuck in a debt based society. Right. You got 80 months loans. You got 80 month loans on cars. Now, really think about that on a liability depreciating asset, which is the tools I'm going to talk about. Because I'm going to talk about it from a very fresh experiential experience to financial freedom. And Ken can talk about it from a 16 year experience. Right. Two different aspects. So 2030 vision. Um, if you look at this, the digital technology for global goals, the world is not on track to meet UN's uh, sustainable development goals, SDGs, but digital technology can help. Okay. So that gives you a hint right there. 
digital technology can help. So that should be something you write down, digital technology, okay? Could be gas, solar, wind, crypto, blockchain, right? From artificial intelligence for climate resilience to data collaboration for food security, there's another investment right there. World Economic Forum researchers have shown 70% of 169 global goal targets can be directed directly supported by advantages in technology. So we know that we're heading heavily towards technology. So where would you leverage your investments towards? Right? Are you going to invest in oil? Are you going to, you know, look at your look at your 401k. Look at where your stocks are worth. 2030 Vision aims to realize this potential. It is an alliance of business governments. This is really important. It's an alliance of business, governments, organizations, and experts dedicated to maximizing the impact of digital technology on the UN Sustainable Development Goals. Okay, this is really important, Warriors. Here's how they're going to get businesses to do this. Do you realize that if you're a large corporation like Exxon or um, any of these large corporations, if you don't move towards zero carbon, you're not going to get funding. You're not going to get access to capital, Warriors. They will not get access to capital. Okay, so 2030 Vision is a multi-stakeholder community of tech industry and its partners focusing on building better technology collaborations for goals. It operates knowledge networks of operating partners, the opportunity to learn from, connect to, and share other working uh, similar problems, right? So the World Economic Forum brings people together in Davos from all over the world. And I want you to ask yourself a question. Do you think these people are at Davos? Maybe not Warren Buffett. I don't know if Warren Buffett was there, but these are the people that became much wealthier than anybody in the pandemic. So let's take a look at these people and what are they invested in? What companies do they run? Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, Larry Page. These are some of the ones that stand out. Warren Buffett. Let's pause for a moment on Warren Buffett. What is Warren Buffett's number one investment? Apple. His number two investment is Bank of America. Okay. Now my connection to that is I'm a, you know, I'm an XRP junkie. We know XRP and Ripple is in Bank of America's patent. We know they're in their distributed ledger technology patent. So call it what it is. That's that's a fact. Okay. Yeah, Warren Buffett, he also moved into New Bank, which is a cryptocurrency digital bank, right? He's not investing in cryptocurrency but he invested heavily in Nubank. Okay, you got Michael Bloomberg here. The ones that stand out, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg. So they're literally showing you where we're heading to and you don't let a good pandemic go to waste. Okay, you got Walmart. Walmart, we just had the video this morning that Walmart is moving into the metaverse. Okay, I guarantee you, I guarantee Nike. Here's Nike. Okay, they're going into the metaverse too. <laughs> wow, this is crazy. Amazon. I didn't okay, I didn't know who it says Amazon. I mean, this is crazy wars. They're literally giving you like here, here's nuggets. Here's where to invest. Here's how to become a millionaire. So what I mean, think about this, Warriors. This is this is amazing, amazing stuff. So, how do you become a millionaire in a crisis? How do you become a millionaire in a pan- pandemic? And I'll tell, share with you what I did two and a half years ago. So I finally stopped listening to everybody. And I started seeking wise counsel. I started looking at the people who were actually doing the stuff. You know, I read structured books. There were certain books that I focused on. Okay. So, uh, think and grow rich. I'd been reading for a long time. Um, rich dad, poor dad, the cash flow quadrants. I had read it. I couldn't really comprehend it too well until I started to meet people like Ken and people who are living the cash flow quadrants. Right. So the one that changed my life was richest man in Babylon. Okay. 
what I was able to do is, is call it divine direction, whatever it was, I was able to find this thing called cryptocurrency that I believed in due to me breaking free from the system. So I trusted in this cryptocurrency speculative asset. And I realized by doing my research, like I do that they're moving us this way. They're moving us into technology, gas, solar, wind, blockchain, distributed ledger technology. So I started to make my bets in those areas making small investments, okay, in speculative assets. And when I was able to get money from those speculative assets, I was smart enough to take profits from those speculative assets, okay, leaving some in there. By taking those profits, what I did was richest man in Babylon is what changed my life, is I would take those profits and I would always put it back into something that would generate more income. 3,000 became 10, 10,000 became 50, 50,000 became six figures. And you can see how the math quickly adds up. So if you're right now and you're broke, right, and you're in a just over broke and you're sitting there, okay, and you get a paycheck every single Friday, the first thing you can do, the first thing you can do is shift your mindset to say, okay, I should be paid first, okay? What I mean by that is when you get paid, you take 10% of your income and you take it and you invest in something, okay? You're going to spend it anyways. And the reason why you take 10% off the top is because you're going to spend it on frivolous things. You're going to go... Uh, to the gas station and pick up an energy drink, or you're going to grab a donut and an energy drink. That's three, four bucks right there, right? There you go. Yep. Yep. Guide to investing, rich dad, poor dad. It's, it's just, it's all their words. And, the, and they're literally telling you, okay, here's where we're heading. So how can you invest in the infrastructure of that? Right. Right. Warriors. So like, I know the NFT thing is big right now, the metaverse, it's all really big right now, but really understand where we're heading futuristically. So that's, I'm telling you just, I'm going to tell you personally how I did it. So I built this fundamental portfolio in crypto that is built on the infrastructure of the world we're going into, right? Some of them I'm, I might nail and some of them they might fall off. I'm not sure. But what I, what I do know is that by going deep into research like this, I'm following these billionaires and what they're doing and multimillionaires and watching what they're doing. Okay, so the number one thing you do is you pay yourself first. You pay yourself, you put it into either a speculative asset like cryptocurrency, or if you want to put it into something safe, you can, right? We also got to watch for the stock market collapse wars. When the stock market completely, the rug gets pulled out from this thing um, with overvalued stock market, I'm going into tech stocks. I'm going into tech stocks. I have a very small stock portfolio. I actually took it out of my, my portfolio in the academy because it's so small, it's not even significant. I came out of stocks and I went into crypto. When stock market collapses, I'm going to be going into gas, solar, wind, anything that is going to be part of the global agenda. Now you're saying, well, why would you do that? Because that's where we're heading towards. So you can either resist it, rub your ass on sandpaper, or you can invest in it and bring the money back to the people and change the narrative. That's, that's what I plan on doing. So the key thing I did, number one, is I got my shit together. I stopped doing frivolous spending. I, st I, st I only bought things that I needed versus things that I wanted, right? That was a big switch. A lot of you guys know I moved back in with my parents during that time because I thought it was the responsible thing to do. I was like, listen, I have the ability to stay with them. I have a year and a half plan and I came up with a very strict game plan. I just, I focused on just building wealth and getting my shit together. So I paid myself. I was doing way more than 10%, but I took that money. I put it in speculative asset. Every time I got paid from those profits, I put it into something else that would generate income or I put it into a stable coin making interest. Okay, so I created this asset generation machine. Now I'm moving into a next phase for myself, which is buying more companies, okay, going through LBO program with Ken. And I'm also leveraging life insurance. So I'm, I'm actually enacted that. I was talking about it before. I'm leveraging um, 
it's basically life insurance where you can borrow against your life insurance. So banks use you bank use what's called bank owned life insurance, right? It's called bully. So what banks do is you're giving them their, your money, they're lending your money, right? And then they're taking that money off the interest and relending your money. And they put money into bank owned life insurance and they borrow against that. And when the stock market collapses, guess what? They don't lose their principal, right? So there's, I know I'm going way ahead into the future, but what you need to look at, what I would recommend doing is really looking at what's happening with the World Economic Forum. Pay attention to the IMF. Okay, you need to pay attention to what they're saying. Like, okay, if a narrative keeps coming up, a narrative keeps coming up, green energy keeps coming up. So where would you be investing, Warriors? You probably wouldn't be investing in gas cars and gas, right? Um, another thing, too, is I've been thinking about, and Ken could probably give us way more education on this, but it's like gas supercars. I mean, that that has to be maybe, you know, he's, yeah, he would probably know more than way more than I do. I'm not even having I mean, bought a supercar, but it's um, I was thinking gas supercars. Eventually, we're going to all this electric people. Those are going to be classic. So things they're, like that, they're going to be classics. Yeah, are they, they, okay? these, these cars are going to be a thing of the past um, as they phase in these uh, hybrids. You know, cars that are a mix between combustion and electric. So, you know, for me, I'm going to probably start no. stacking up with the, I call it the Mac Museum and, uh, you know, keeping uh -huh. uh, more, um, you know, because it's scarce cars or uh, just cars that have, you know, they're going to be part of the future. You know, you said future or uh, classics for the future, future classics. Mm. Uh, yeah, there's a nice opportunity there, but it's, uh, I'm also a little bit sad myself because as a car fan, um, I'm going to miss the noise for sure of these yes. uh, sounding engines. It's, I, I just find it hard to imagine. You know, I, I come from the days of uh, ripping about the fields in the motocross bike, and I just can't imagine ripping a, a, across a, a field in the motocross bike with an electric engine. It just doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ken, what are some things that you would recommend too? Like, because you've been the cool thing about with Ken is like he built his wealth in a crisis and has, you know, he got to see the somewhat of a period of peace and prosperity. Now we're going back into a crisis. So you, you got to build wealth in a crisis. So what, what did it look like for you? Yeah. At that time I was very young. Um, you know, I was 21 years of age with not much knowledge in business, had no man, no mentor, no guidance. So I didn't really quite understand what a recession was. All I knew was that there was a bad situation in the world and uh, the world was in crisis. Many companies were shutting down back in 2007, and that failure was not really an option for me. And uh, the only way, because I didn't have any formal qualifications and I, I didn't uh, have any uh, passion to go to college or university, I thought, well, I need to buy a business. And, you know, the you know, the, the only business that came to my mind was to buy a cleaning business um, because, of course, you know, somebody with no skills um, that wants to learn a business, well, anybody can clean, I suppose, pick up a mop if they need to. So, um, you know, thankfully I landed on my feet because it was kind of classified as an essential business. You know, cleaning can't stop. Um, of mm -hmm. course, we lost some clients because some businesses closed down. But, um, you know, to say that, you know, things were slow, you know, for me were you know, the right thing to say. You know, things were very explosive for me and I was, I was thriving. You know, back in the last crisis, I was able to stack a lot of money. Um, I was investing <clears throat> actually in, uh, in some stocks and shares, made some good money as well back then but um you know investing in the in the crisis uh, you know what would i tell my older self i'd probably say um you know just uh, sit, stay consistent uh, look uh, like you say to follow the the future trends when they're giving us all mm -hmm. of these hints and tips in terms of the uh, the green energy and all of the the new tech that's coming out um but yeah i, I think you know th this time is going to be different than the 2007 crisis i think 
Yeah. That you know, the, the, you know, you know, when you get that feeling that just something's not quite right. I had that feeling back in the the lockdowns, two thousand and twenty. I just something just doesn't feel right. And I was trying to do a bit of research to see, you know, um, what uh, responses have been similar, you know, in the past to look for yeah. patterns. Um, but yeah, I, I just I can see something much bigger coming this time. I think, you know, as these um, the elite are getting a lot older, you know, the uh, um, the Rothschilds, they're you know they're, they're old people now. Yes. They're 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 probably looking to, you know get this agenda pushed out, give it one more last hard push before they pass on so that they can, you know, leave their mark, I suppose, on the world. Because these things have been, you know, in play for a long, long time. They've been planning this for a long time. And, um, you know, they've tried to enroll the or uh, roll out the, the new world order, um, you know, through the, the World War One, World War Two, and it wasn't mm -hmm. successful. Um, so I think they're going to give it one last hard push. And that's where I believe, um, you know, this time is different. Where they're pushing this heavy, heavy narrative agenda. So I think it's going to become a lot more difficult now than what it was for me back in, two, uh, in 2007, uh, 2007. So again, you know, failure isn't an option, but I've, uh, I've got a different strategy, I suppose, this time because I'm looking at you know, stockpiling uh, lots of cash. I'm looking at, um, you know, I do, I do know that assets, are, of course, are going to crash in price, you know, land, real estate. Somebody was messaging me earlier asking, you know, why don't I just wait for the crash? Well, I said, because I don't value paper currency. I don't like it. Uh, so, you know, one piece of land is always going to be one piece of land, like one Bitcoin right. is one Bitcoin, one gold ounce is one gold ounce. Of course, um, if you can't trade it for a dollar, then maybe it's not going to have any value. But if you can't... If, Nobody's going to want to accept a piece of paper currency that they have lost um, trust in. So in that situation, it's better to have assets. And that's where the mindset comes in that Robert Kiyosaki was pushing yeah. was, you, know, you want to work for assets, not work for money, um, and have your, uh, your assets pay for your liabilities. So, you know, I, th I think we're, we're in with a, a very bespoke set of circumstances here where people are going to have to um, stand up very, very quickly and escape the matrix because the matrix um has got everybody um every you know in a 360 360 degree angle so you know in terms of you know what steps people can take um i think that one, one of the first things that they should think about is to get themselves around like-minded individuals you know yeah. think about places they can hide ability to bounce and perhaps more residencies and passports you know i was sitting with a guy yesterday and we were putting a list together you know up at um uh, what, uh, we're sitting in the bar the other day in the uh, in dubai at the weekend uh, just speaking about different residencies different countries that we can look at um where we can have the option to get a passport if we wanted to but easy access to residencies like paraguay like bulgaria um and various various other countries so you know just having you know thinking about freedom and how they're taking the freedom off away from us is very important in terms of what can we do when they take our freedom well we look towards other jurisdictions that uh, perhaps um you know are going to allow us to come into the country and uh, have a better life but i think you know the the old mindset of traditional prepping it's not going to work you know food in the basement and a cabin in the woods bollocks um you know that i think we're long past that now um so uh, thinking about the bigger picture you know passports you know, money on the side residences uh, the ability to uh, to bounce and leave where you are now and go to uh, another destination to pick up and man, I get so many people messaging me like from Canada saying I'm desperate to leave, I'm stuck in this country. But the thing is, um, 
you got to be creative. And the truth be told, is I haven't mm. really followed a single rule, you know, since the start of this pandemic. I've just make up my own rules because I don't believe in I'm not buying into the narrative at all. I don't believe uh, in, in any of this, uh, uh, you know, what they're rolling out. So, you know, you've got to be creative. You've got to be... Um, you got you got to be ready, and of course you got to have money on the side. You got to have, uh, you know, gold and silver is good to have. I prefer silver than gold. But of course, when you're you know bouncing from country to country, you can't be taking pylons of gold and silver. Maybe with you, it's pretty heavy. But you, the, I think diversification uh, in a time yeah. like now, key. You know, you got to be very very well diversified. And the thing is, there's so much uh, there, there's so much um, negativity and poisonous um, toxicity around us. You know, let's say you're in the workplace. And you know, the, the, the truth is this, that 100% of the people in there are going to be bad to your mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, the, you know, so if you're you know, in a pandemic situation and you want to break free, the people around you in your workplace, these are not the kind of people that you want to be around. You're probably better being a loner and you should be the one that's on a mission um, to build a better future for you and your family. You know, the thing is, man, that all of these people are in there because they're stuck inside the matrix. So taking advice from these people, your friends, your family, this is this is bad. You know, the only person I take advice from is myself because I trust myself, mm-hmm. and I know what I've been through over the past sixteen years. But removing all the forms of negativity, becoming allergic to it, and just observing, becoming a very—I mm-hmm. um, uh, think this is very important to become an observer. Observe the surroundings, especially you know, like you're saying, everything in the news, looking at the narrative, uh, looking at what they're uh, or, or uh, listening to what they're saying. Um, and yeah, you know they're putting everything right in front of our eyes, so they're telling us what they're going to do before they do it anyway. So, um, you know, what do you say? It's uh, what they're going to do is hidden in plain sight. You know, they've got yeah. it right. Yeah, they've been telling us about it for a long time. Like that's a, that's the thing that that really is. And, and you think about it, and people are like when we're we're awakened to it, and probably people watching this are awakened to it as well. And it seems like you want to say to people, like like you said it's hard to tell somebody who's not awake what's going on. Right. And it's really not your job to do it. It's like your job to protect yourself, protect your family, to rise, raise your internal vibration as high as possible. And you know, the steps to becoming a millionaire is pay attention, pay attention to where they're moving us. Warriors. Think about this. Uh, after nine 11, what happened? All of a sudden we, you couldn't go to the gate for a plane, right? You couldn't, all of a sudden there was security and those who invested in security and cyber secure site, whatever that is, uh, whatever you would call that, um, like online security became some of the richest people in the world. Every single narrative has something to it. Every single crisis has something to it. There's some sort of, I guess that's the way to look at it. Look at the overall narrative and look at who the people are that are becoming the richest. I just showed you that people are becoming the wealthiest people. I mean, the top 10 billionaires became way more wealthy during the pandemic. Right. And so it's really thinking about where are we heading? And that's a good point that you brought up that 19th. That's a really, really good point that I really want to dive into. Now you opened up a whole new can of worms for my brain is that 19th, 1900. So there was this progressive area of warriors that that um, that we went through. The progressive area is around the 1900s. And so the uh, family that starts with an R. Right. You guys all know it's weird. If you say that name, they freaking shadow ban the video. It's just really weird. And so like that family, right, that family. Um, is a very, very wealthy oil family, right? And so during the 1900 progressive area era, they built the education system, the, uh, the medical system, right? They built our system on how we're living right now in America. And I didn't even think about what you just said. Those families are aging. They're aging. Mm-hmm. And that, 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 that regime is aging and a whole new world is coming in. And somebody brought up, what is the, what is the climate narrative? What is it? it it's basically... It's a whole new way of doing finance. It's a whole new way of 
uh, money. It's a whole new way of transacting. It's a whole new way of living. It's it's uh, engineered food. It's uh, engineered freaking hearts, like making a, a 3D heart. Like it's a whole new world that they're moving us into. And um, it, it's such a, it, like, think about that. When they're in the, I was really, this really hit me hard. Like in the 1900s, think about the progressive area. And they were going through the same exact stuff. There's a whole group of unwakened people going, dude, the world they're the evil people are switching us. And like, we're going through the same exact thing. We get to experience what our grandparents experienced in the 1900s, which is kind of crazy if you think about that, because they were going through what's called the progressive area, right? There was a lot of holistic healing back then. There was, you know, they shut all that shit down and it seems to be coming back. Holistic chiropractors, you know, holistic healing, you know, hormone therapy doctors, you know, all this stuff mm -hmm. that is more hormone based and internal and fixing you from the inside out. When in the 1900s, it was like you were a quack doctor. You were some doctors were put in jail for that type of um, healing, right? Internal healing. And it's like, just thought about that. We're going full circle back again. But again, the climate narrative is all about money. Like it's it's all about money. They're saying they're saving the world, and you know, money and control. Yeah, money. It, it it goes back to money and control. Unfortunately, that we we have a monetary system that we all have to play part in, right? Um, or you can go out in the forest and live off the land i guess you could i mean you know and people say they're not going to get monitored you'll have satellites monitoring i mean it's like so that's the way i look at it too i get a lot of people that come at me you know you're a pretty spiritual dude and i do a lot of spiritual practices and stuff but it's like i think you can be very very wealthy and spiritual at the same time i think they coexist i believe in my spiritual realm that you're supposed to be wealthy you're supposed to be abundant right and so your duty, Max, your duty obligation and responsibility as a man to become wealthy yeah yes and it's like and internally too, it's like, that's the biggest part about this. It's like, it's not, you have, the, it's the greatest time in human history. That's one thing, one thing that I really want to hone in on is mentality, 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 mentality. It's like, you really have to shift your mentality. You got to get out of the sheep mentality warriors. The sheep mentality is sitting in the barbershop and complaining about Biden or complaining about this or complaining about that. Then do something about it. Activate, like activate. They're giving you all the tools. It's like, here we go. Here's what we're investing in. Here's where we're taking you. So instead of being a consumer, be a person investing in what they're consuming. You know what I'm saying? It's like be on the other side of that. When I saw the, 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 the C word happen and everybody started looking this way, Walmart went up 74% in their online sales, 74%, 74%. And then all of a sudden you start seeing these people parking outside, not even getting out of their car to get their groceries. And people are walking out and bringing their groceries. People are getting lazy. You can literally invest in people's laziness and watch what people are doing. Like humans are getting lazier, mm. more undisciplined, more undisciplined. You can invest in that, which is crazy. Like when I started seeing a switch from taxis to, to Ubers, uh, hotels to Airbnbs, like everything is, everything is going peer to peer. That's another hint for you. Everything is going peer to peer working together, right? You're, you're renting from somebody else, some random person's delivering your food versus a pizza delivery boy in a uniform or girl in a uniform, right? It's some dude delivering your pizza. Someone's delivering you snacks in the middle of the night. You can it's it's wild and so yeah it's it's an interesting world we live in right now man you're right man people are getting super lazy um, yep. a lot of uh, our businesses in the uk within the hospitality sector we are struggling to get people to work for us mm. in scotland we are struggling man to get people they don't want to work they don't want to work and um, you know as the you know they, they just ended this furlough thing in the uk where they were paying people's wages for like nearly two years um, people have be, uh, become uh, used to this like universal basic income way of living because mm. they're earning more money from doing nothing than they were in the job itself. 
yeah. in a lot of circumstances, in a lot of uh, cases. But I'm, I'm, you know, you just got me thinking there as well, and I'm just thinking about the matrix that we're living in. And uh, I think it boils down to that they don't want you to think; they want you to comply, and they want you to be smart enough to pay your tax. And you know, blind compliance is how the masses are con conditioned and controlled. You know, they do everything possible yeah. to destroy the and war. Like, think about what you just said. They don't. They want us to just like in the 1900s, a progressive area. That's what it was all about. They they wanted they wanted a society of workers, not educated people. And what in, in school in America specifically, I you know I live in America. We you get a grade point average for being the best at memorizing and passing tests, right? You get your SATs, and if you could memorize a book and you could pass a test, you got. But if you're creative and you have thought outside the box, or you had a weird mind like mine, you just didn't do good in school, right? And then you get out, you get your grade point average, and then you you're rewarded for your credit score. So you focus on getting a, your parents teach you focus, make sure you have a good credit score, make sure you have a good grade point average. You're being rated as a human being for memorizing and burying yourself in debt. <laughs> like that, you're money. literally fuck, fuck that credit score <laughs> thing. I couldn't even tell you what my credit score is. I haven't checked that shit in years. But it's uh, like, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'm just thinking, about, you know, all of these distractions that they're putting around us as well. You know, they do everything possible to distract us from it's like a losing war. You know, they try very hard to prevent us from creating their own reality. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they want us to live inside their reality. And they want arguments in the household, you know, for you to hate your neighbors. Yes. So that you can't think beyond yourself. It's, it's unbelievable, man. And, you know, like the, the people like you and me that just, I never do very well in school, but, um, I think in the entrepreneurial space, it just seems to be a very common trait, you know, meeting, you know, uh, people that have been on a similar journey, um, you know, as you and me. And, uh, you know, we, we're doing significantly better than those that have been, well, of course, have been indoctrinated, bought into the mm -hmm. system, gone through the full conditioning thing, the college, university, and, um, yeah, you're just following the, the guidance that we were given uh, back in school. It's all bullshit. Yeah, it's, it's Tony brings up a, a good point to kind of walk through. He says, but without credit scores, it's hard to get loans to do stuff. Uh, interesting what stuff do you need to do? Like, you, you're, yeah, not exactly. get, you're doing a credit score to get a loan to go on holiday. That's, you know, bullshit. That is, man. You don't, you don't want to take a consumer debt out right. to buy any liabilities whatsoever. That's a bad, bad news. You want to use loans yes. um, to, well, you know, the bank, if you, if you take consumer debt out to, and you tell them that you're going to invest the money in the business and it's not for home improvements, um, which is a liability, they will shoot you down. They will not yes. give you a loan in the UK. They'll say, okay, you're going to invest your money, make money with our money, then, then fuck you. Same thing, yeah, same we, thing we in America. Lend you money. But yeah. if you want to buy a big TV and you want to buy a nice car, then yeah, we, we, and yeah. for home improvements, we'll give you 15, 25,000 pounds, no problem. Yeah. Here's the thing, um, you know, what, Wow. In terms of you know how you use debt properly, is that um, you know you would buy a you you would buy a business that's already a going concern. That business has got its credit score. So forgetting about what our credit score is, was our credit score doesn't matter at this point in time. We're looking at leveraging business debt. So we're going to get that company then to raise a loan based on mm -hmm. its credibility, financial relationships with the bank, or against its assets, against its real estate. Um, or against this debtor book. So there, there are so many different ways that you can raise a loan in a good way so that the loan becomes an asset and not a liability. Mm -hmm. And the, the name of the game is to have the money that you borrow pay a higher APR than what you're paying out for the debt in the first place. 
Yes, yes. And so Tony said it takes money. So I'm going to challenge you on this, Tony. It says it takes money to make money. It takes resources to make money. It takes your network to make money. It's like, so I was broke two and a half years ago. I'd lost, I was broke, 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 broke. My business was going under. It didn't take, took resources. It took resources. Yes, the resources allowed me to come up with the fund. Their resources got me the money. So I think that's where people get stuck in these paradigms that you have to have you know, the uh, money to start a business. You have to, I started this business with zero money. This actual facility was started by an investor. An investor gave me the money to start this business. I ran out of muscle. I ran out of money. An investor gave me the money to start this business. That's a resource, right? And so it wasn't that I had, I had to have the physical money myself. The resource gave me the money, which is just energy and vibration. And so it's really, really, really other people's money. Yes. It's because that's all it is. It's just all money is doing is transferring energy and people. Right. It's just really transferring other people. And see, see, I love this. See, Tony, this is fair. I love this. COVID messed up uh, my business. COVID shut down my business. I'm, I'm going to keep this is a perfect conference. COVID shut down my business. It actually shut this business down. Guess what I did? I used it to study. I used the time off to study my ass off on how the how the money works. And guess what? I took this thing global. I innovated this business. We went from losing the business to thirty eight hundred world warriors worldwide. I switched my brain. I'm a single dad too. I switched my brain. I was like, boom, let, nope. I'm going to figure out where they're taking me. Where are they taking? Why is everybody looking this way? And I pulled my head really hard and I started looking this way. And I'm like, ah, okay, that's where they're taking me. I'm going to follow them. I'm going to follow the people. And I just jumped on the freaking other train. I, everybody's going on this way over a bridge. And I went this way and I started going opposite of everybody else. And lo and behold, I'm financially free now. Now our business is global. And, and I'm also thinking too, like for example, you know, we have a heavy crypto company, right? Or the, the Warrior Academy. We go through bear markets just like the just like the bear markets. Like I'm already innovating wars. I'm five years ahead. I'm already innovating my companies, already five years ahead. And so it's 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 about that's 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 the answer right there. It's this, it's your mindset, it's it's how you think it. You know, if if you think it needs money to make money, if you need, you know, I need tons of money to make money without a credit score, this without a credit, it's it's these are things that we've been indoctrinated into. These are all sayings that we've been indoctrinated. Money doesn't grow on trees. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's actually money is evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Money, money, uh, money doesn't make you happy. But that, that that's just something that poor people say to make themselves feel better. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's uh, but, you know that, that that is the ugly truth. But it doesn't. Uh, you know the, the 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 saying that it takes money to make money again is the wrong mindset to have because you know I've been there. I started um, with no money at all. I've got a student right now. In fact, we'll get him uh, back on Declan. No, the guy's created millions, millions. Uh, from he's from Scotland, millions in uh, revenue from nothing, no money down. Mm -hmm. He's. I was sitting in a spreadsheet with him today. We're going to probably buy fifty, um, fifty sites this year, and it'll all be no money down. It does not take money to make money, at all. Um, and I started with no money myself, much like you, seller finance mm -hmm. investor. And there's many people out there with money that are ready. To, uh, to hand it over and put it to work because money gets tired. Money needs to be uh, put to work. You know, money needs to be busy. And here's the other thing that, um, um, you know, COVID, you know, it's messed up a bunch of my businesses as well. But as entrepreneurs, business owners, it's, uh, it's up to us to be able to maneuver. You know, we want to be like the speedboat, not the cruise ship. You know, we, we want to be like speedboats. We can maneuver in and out and, uh, and adapt to circumstances. And we're going to follow the money. Yeah, we're going to mm -hmm. go where the money is. You know, you talked about the tech stuff and, uh, you know, following the agenda that they're pushing because that's where the money is. We can't stop it. There's no point in resisting because 
it's what's going to happen. It's going to happen, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Because the, they've got the masses; they're indoctrinated, they're asleep. Nothing's going to change. So, yeah. resisting is probably the worst thing that you can do. Um, you know, let's be honest. So we've got to, you know, we can have, if we have our principles in check, we can live a very, very good life. And you know, I've yeah. been living, I've been living a life that uh, you know, teenagers dream of. You know, from the age right. of twenty-one, like. Like when you when you're a young boy and you used to see these guys driving about in these supercars, thinking, "Oh, like, how do these people do it? You know, like, how, how do you, like, surely these people haven't been to university?" I was I just questioned the the, the system, questioned everything. You should start questioning absolutely everything and just understanding that uh, you know probably most of what we've been told is a lie. You know, it takes money to make money. No, you don't need anything to make something. It's about putting, it's about creating value. It's about having ambition and having the hustle. If you've got ambition and you've got the hustle and self-belief, I think these are three, the main three components yeah. to help you get ahead and to achieve your dreams because anything is possible. Anything. Yeah. It, that goes right into Grant's question here. You know, how, um, how do I buy real estate investment, uh, purposes of bad credit. It goes into the whole thing. Like you said, you got to be resourceful. You got to be, you got to be creative. You got to. So for example, if you were to uh, go out there and find a deal and you couldn't get credit from the bank, if you went to invest, there's a lot of money out there. A lot of investors that just want passive income. If you went to an investor and said, I'm learning this. If I went to Ken and said, Hey Ken, listen, dude, I got this property here. I got this 30 unit apartment. You know, he would look at it probably and say, listen, okay, I'm going to make you 25% owner of this. Can you fund this for me? Sure. Cause he wants passive income. Right. And so there I didn't have to go to the bank. I didn't have to go sit in front of a banker that's wearing a suit and tie. That's judging me based on some of the bad decisions I may or may have not made in the past. I'm going to an investor. If it's a good deal, you legally go through the paperwork. You come in. Ken's like, I get, well, I get, as long as I get my checks every three months. So just, that's the key that I've learned. Your network is your net worth. It's it, that's you cannot. That is so much truth to that. It's unbelievable. Your it, it boils down to that, man. Yep, that, that, that is the, the final thing that yep. your net, you know, it's all about the people that you're surrounding yourself with. If you're surrounding yourself with winners, right, you're going to win. Mm -hmm. If you're surrounding yourself with losers, you are going to lose. And that mm -hmm. is the fact. So yep. you're going to delete all of these people out of your life. You get them as far away from you as you can and get winners around you. If you have no winners, in your area or you don't, you don't know anybody get yourself into groups you, know, you get the yep. 3t warrior academy for example and um, again i'm putting a, a club together it's going to be called mac club mac yep. club and that's going to be an elite network for like-minded people to get around like-minded people so that you can feed off of each other and i think net being in a network is the most important thing that you can do in a time like now and i just want to jump over to grant you were speaking yep. about the, the real estate thing there as well and uh, I just want to throw some strategies in there to, to help out. So how do you buy real estate for investment purposes with bad credit? Well, why don't you do it this way, right? You could have, um, you can do a, execute a strategy called rent to rent or rent to buy. Okay. And what you can do is you can make money from property, real estate that you don't own, that you will eventually buy. You have a purchase lease option to eventually buy it. So you are going to simply, um, there are many different ways you can do this. So let's say you have a five bedroom house. Okay, inside the five bedroom house, you can give um, the landlord a corporate lease management agreement. So you guarantee the rent. So they have a fixed amount that they receive every month. You have a sublease agreement. So you can sublet each room out individually. You can turn the property into um, an UK call it a house of multiple occupation 
or multifamily in the USA. So instead of receiving one single rent from that property, piece of real estate, you, um, you've turned uh, the living room or the lounge into a bedroom. So now from a four bedroom house, you've got a five bedroom house and you're yielding, um, let's say 600 pounds, um, you know, $750 off of each room. If your rent to the landlord is eight hundred pounds, you'd be taking in between two and a half and three thousand because you've rented each room out individually. You're now you take control of all of the maintenance. Um, of course, you return the property um, back to its original condition, and you have a, a contract to say that uh, you have full management of the uh, uh, property for five years. And within that five years, you have the right to buy it as well. So you can run everything through a company. We call it a special purpose vehicle. So you're collecting all of the rents, and then that company over the course of two or three years is going to build up a credit history of its own. So that's, you know, you don't need to worry about your own personal credit history at this moment in time because we're building up a new entity, a special purpose vehicle, taking money into the company. And then you can demonstrate immediately to the bank that this business generates income and it's going to have generated by then enough income to pay the deposit for that piece of real estate. So you now have it for free, my friends. And how do, how do I know that? Because I've done it many many times there you go there's facts figures numbers logic wars are we actually i didn't realize we've gone 50 minutes we got to jump onto our red pill boot camp so this, speaking of communities wars so we're actually jumping onto our red pill boot camp which is closed right now but we are relaunching it um because we built it into courses so with course one was the matrix which is course one course two we open up your mind to how to reprogram yourself from the matrix Course three, which we're going through today, is going to be talking about how money flows through the system, right? And then four is where you take the red pill, right? And so it's just opening up your mind to a whole new awareness. Just, you know, the movies The Matrix were a documentary. The movie Wally is a documentary that's <laughs> coming up very soon. If you watch that kid's movie, man, I'm telling you, they're predicting the future. I think these, these, uh, what are they called? The uh, directors, I think they're time travelers, man, because they're predicting. 100% they are, man. I've been scratching my head over that one for so many years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. So awesome. Yeah. And Mark asked, are we going to do it live? So yeah, Ken and I are going to be partnering up for a lot of different things. We're just, you know, as we grow and as the communities um, have more questions, we're going to develop things for the communities because this is a thing about it, this is an evolving ecosystem that we're heading into that needs to be molded and shaped and understood and I'm learning a lot from Ken and you're like, we're all learning from each other and we're growing. This is a whole new world we're heading into warriors. And it doesn't mean you can't thrive. You There's no more surviving anymore. Like stop surviving wars. It's time to start thriving. And I'll leave you with this one thing to become a millionaire too. You got to get your shit together. Mentally warriors, get your, get your, get a, a fitness program, get some a health program. Get the mental health is going to be extremely, extremely important as we move into this technology. So we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. If you're in the red pill, you check your email. It's ready to rock and roll or jump into the Facebook group. We're going to go live in about 10 minutes. We love you guys. Appreciate you. As we always say, warriors, ah, get your shit together. See you guys soon. <laughs>